Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, hair dancing. Watch out, TikTok. I welcome back Eric O'Keefe of the What If World podcast, and we talk about the importance of hard questions and storytelling. Plus, Biz chops it off. Woo! <laughs> this is a check-in. Uh, we have been going through stomach flu Ugh. in our house. First, Ugh. our oldest, and now our youngest. And I've been a listener for a few years now. <laughs> and whenever we're cleaning barf in the middle of the night, I think, well, this is Biz, Biz can do it. So can I. But uh, <laughs> the thing that just made me laugh now, uh, we just had projectile vomit in the car. Uh, definitely not going to gymnastics practice no. today, but uh, I remember some recent episode you talked about, what do we do with the straps? Do we just set them on fire? <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you, that really made me laugh as I got out the Lysol oh. and an old toothbrush from our laundry, which that is probably going to be set on fire now. Maybe this is a genius, Lysol and a toothbrush, which you then set on fire. Anyways, thank you so much for your show. You're doing an amazing job today. I'm doing an amazing job. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you are. You are doing an amazing job. Cleaning up puke is the worst. And it doesn't matter, like, how many times we do it. Is it ever really gone? There's just something about it that feels like it gets everywhere. And you're right. In the middle of the night, like, here's the thing. You just do it in the middle of the night. When I am, like, helping the kids change the sheets right now, even though they are, they're kids, they're full-blown kids, I'm still like, well, we haven't had the stomach bug in a while. I should probably make sure that there are, that there's an extra layer of towels under the sheets. All right. I think it was Marnie Zalbin, friend of the show, longtime friend of mine and of the community, when the kids were sick, she would double layer the sheets. So you could strip off one, but the sheets were already be there, ready to go. And I was like, oh my God, so genius. And car seats, yeah, they're fucked. They're fucked. I'm sorry. Getting those things out and trying to put them back. I mean, it's like an hour. Like you, everything else you're doing that day is over because you've got to clean the car seat. And it's really hard to do. I am very, very sorry that you have to do it. Really. What did I do? I think, who was it? Somebody, did somebody recommend this? Somebody had to have, I couldn't have been this smart. They took a towel and they cut a hole where the different car seat buckles would come through and they laid it on top because like Raiden, every time Raiden got in the car as a baby and as an infant and toddler, she puked. They just puked. They puked every time. Did we drive 10 feet? So like we just started leaving like the towels on the seat with like holes cut in it so you could put the buckle through. Anyway, you are doing a good job. That is too much. Speaking of too much, as you know, know, we've talked about this on the show. I know Teresa and I spent some time talking about like the mom haircut. That's the haircut where you're like, I am so tired. I am so done. I need a change. Like just everything's kind of out of control. And so you think the best choice is to go and get your haircut, like, and something dramatic, right? And it's hit or miss. But recently I have found myself back in a similar mental state. Last week, it was a week of a lot of doctor visits with my mom, for my mom. We got some clarity on her cancer. And it was just like a really big, long week of being in cars and driving, which is a totally different topic to talk about. But I was like, I need I need to cut my hair. I need to just cut it, right? And I went online to the salon I go to. I'm not loyal to anybody because I'm horrible at maintaining haircuts. Somebody was available the next morning at nine o'clock in the morning. And I took it and I went in and I said, I need you to take all my hair off. And they were like, really? And I said, I know, 
I know. This is like the opposite of what a lot of people come in here and say. And I know it's like a death sentence to you that you're going to fuck it up. But you can't fuck it up. And I love it. I needed to control something. And I needed, like, I can't just pick up and move anymore like I used to in my 20s. So hair is the new movement. I love it. It's easy. It's shorter. And it makes me very happy. And that is some self-care that I needed. Speaking of hair, I'm pretty excited. Today we're going to be welcoming back Eric O'Keefe of the amazing storytelling podcast for kids, What If World, where kids write in or call in what if questions like, what if you sneezed pickles or what if you could dance in your own hair? So stick around. We'll be right back after the break. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Dipsy. Self-care is important. It's one of the number one things we talk about on the show, and it is also one of the most elusive things we talk about on this show. As a self, we have a lot of needs to meet. But the real question is, how often are you taking care of all your needs? You know the need I'm talking about. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed for women by women. Also, it's radically inclusive and has stories for straight and queer listeners. And 56% of all of Dipsy's stories are voice acted by people of color. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash badmother. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash badmother. DipsyStories.com slash badmother. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Seen, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is, when, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Everybody, I am very, very happy to be welcoming back Eric O'Keefe from the podcast, What If World? Stories for Kids, which he created, hosts, all those wonderful things, along with, I believe, your wife, Karen, mm -hmm. uh, is also one of the creators, yes. Um, you may remember Eric from episode 398, where we first talked about the podcast, and then from a special bonus Max Fun Drive episode, where all we did was talk about Supernatural. No regrets. Glorious. And now... <laughs> Now, I am excited to have him back, not only just to kind of catch up and hang out, because I like hanging out with Eric, but to ask Eric a question that we ask all our guests, and I love it when it's going to be a new answer. Eric, who lives in your house? Oh, yay! <laughs> uh, yes, so it, there is there is Karen, and yep. there's me, and then yes. there's Cal, who's uh, just over three, there's Fred, the the eldest dog, uh, turning 15. Ginger, <laughs> almost 15. They're similar in age. And now there is Rory, who is uh, 19 months. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> you did it. <laughs> All done now. Super All done. done. Super done. Yeah, super done. So, how how are you? I, I am now better you know the first <laughs> like six months were rough the the birth itself was super rough uh and oh, like and then no. 
preeclampsia and all that stuff. It was a true, yeah. I mean, can't even, I'm glossing over what was actually like one of the hardest, like most <laughs> deprived couple of weeks yeah. of my life. But now, you know, Rory is is thriving. He's he's exerting his independence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you know, they they play together very nicely, probably slightly more often than they are, you know, wrestling each other over toys. So I'll take it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, we call it better than you have to be in this house. There's a lot of people being better than they have to be, in, in all honesty. I I love that. Yeah, you could be biting each other. You know, my sister and I used to bite each other. We used to bite the shit out of each other. I mean, well past being children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but having two under four in your house is really not, I'll say the word easy. I'll say easy as opposed to fun. <laughs> as yes. to fun. It's not yeah. easy. I, I, that's very generous. It is It is. It is very fun. And sometimes it feels easy, but more often than not, it, it doesn't. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, have yeah. To, I have to be honest. I am often, you know, because I'm, I'm a podcaster primarily yeah. by trade now, it just, you know, the buck stops with me when yeah. it comes to parenting. And that is glorious. It means I get to spend a lot of time with them. It also means that between like just runny noses and COVID daycare shutdowns and and our daycare having vacations that are well deserved and holidays and whatever, yeah. but we've only had about a hundred days of actual yeah. daycare in 2022, yeah. and it's really hard to do a new podcast episode every week when you yeah. are looking after your kids most of the time. I like that you were like. Uh, I have both of them at home and uh, wrestling with, and I'm like, my mind just immediately goes to passing time, getting through the day. Like when I was home with mine kind of separately because of the way the ages timed out, it didn't make it any easier to get from like one o'clock to six o'clock. Yeah. I didn't have nappers. So, mm-hmm. you know, no napping, no nappers in this house. We'd party. All day. But it is monotonous a little. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it certainly can be. They, I mean, they keep me on my toes. But when yeah. for over Thanksgiving, our daycare, they took a trip. It's a mother-daughter daycare. Oh. It, it's so, it's the most wonderful. I, I love them so much. And I was really excited for them to go on this trip for them because <laughs> I know they work so hard. Yeah. But, uh, oh, boy, <laughs> was it rough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of things happening in your house. And, Eric. They, and they went, so they're both walking. It yeah. comes oh. so hard to like do any errands or even just yeah. to like take them to the park. I'm like, they want to climb on different things. Yeah. And how am I supposed to yeah. keep them both from dying? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that's, a, that's immediately where your mind goes. It's yeah, of no, course, like good. nothing. They're, they're so good at taking care of themselves from like what I put in my head. My instinct is to just freak out. But uh, they they do well. Like they have a couple of bumps every, you know, every trip to the playground. But mostly they're fine. Yeah, I, I went I through an equal phase. Yeah, you're not fine. I, yeah. I as well go right to death. That's yeah. like imminent death is like around every corner and it may have backfired. I have very cautious children and I'm like, Jesus Christ, just go. Like now that they're older, I'm like, it's just an elevator. You can go up it by yourself. I swear to God. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, maybe I should have just turned my back more often. But I always, I then had to get to a place where I was like, okay, this, it's not death. I mean, it could be death, but it's not probably, let's go with what do I really think is going to happen? And that's, breaking all your teeth, right? That you're going to yeah. fall and the teeth, or you're going to bust your little baby teeth out, which is fine. I mean, because they're baby teeth, right? But, you know, like, mm-hmm. or like, ah, like some sort of breaking tooth or giant facial bruising. And again, none of that happened every time, you know, but I'm with you on on imminent threat of death like that, yeah. I think. Yeah. And just every once in a while, like I had them both at the library the other day and, and we're uh, again, super lucky. It's like yeah. a 15 minute walk and we love Ugh. it. And, 
we get there and like Rory has, because he's in that independent phase, he just like wants to do everything. He doesn't want to sit with me and read anymore. He just wants to take his own books and flip through them. And he wants to sit in their little chairs, which are like six inches off the ground. Yeah. And he's like getting in and out of them and finding more books and making a giant mess. And I'm just like, okay, Rory, I'm going to let you do your thing because you just won't yeah. let me like touch you ever right now. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but then, but then when he is just like, just when I'm like, okay, he's got this, he's got this. Then yeah. somehow he's trying to get out of the chair and he's got his leg underneath them and he ends up totally inverting, yeah. landing directly yeah. on the top of his head. Even though yeah. he's only six inches off the ground, I yeah. don't know how he did it. <laughs> and I was like, did you, was this the no, time? No. <laughs> this was it. This was it. Dad. You really phoned this one. No, no, I'm just like no center of gravity. My oldest, no center of gravity. Could not walk downstairs where it didn't look like they were falling downstairs. Mm-hmm. The second one, a little more center of gravity. So they just always, when they fell, they just went straight down on their butt while the Raiden just went straight on their face. And so, like, again, but this this is actually leading to a question, and that is I was both disappointed and frustrated and surprised that my second child was nothing like my first, especially when, I mean, like every, it caught me off guard a lot. Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be the case? Oh yeah. I mean, I I taught kids most of my life too. So I always felt like there's that, there's this spectrum, right? Of uh, passive assertive, aggressive, right? <laughs> that I think all kids sort of fall on. And you yes. want you want them all to just like be assertive. And that's like, that's, yeah. the, that's the dream. That's the sweet uh, spot. Because like not even adults are mostly not that. But I feel like one sibling always takes up one of these spectrums a little <laughs> bit bigger. And then the other kind of like fills in the area left over. Yeah. So, so the eldest is, as you may imagine, the more aggressive. Doesn't always work yes. out that way. Sometimes they're no. very cautious, the eldest. But like this one is just... Ever since he, he he knew there was another baby coming, he's just yeah. like started like hoarding his toys ah! and stuff, and and ah! and like baby, ah! we we did we're you know lucky enough that we they have they each have their own little room now, but it's nice. like baby is not coming in my room, right? And, and ah! even, even, but I will go in baby's room whenever I please, right? Right? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Whereas, whereas Rory and Rory just like it just goes with the flow so no. often that it breaks my heart. But then yeah. every once in a while, he just like he's just like, nah, Dad. Like I I will put up with everything, but like you picked me up uh, to give me my milk when I wanted to stand up with my milk yeah. and spill it on myself. So now I'm yeah. biting your leg. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. All, All right, right, that's fair. fair. That's fair. Yep, I you yeah. know, um you have yep. you got to you got to give them you got to give them something. Obviously <laughs> trying to show that that's not okay, but like he he's got to he's got to get that oh, out somehow. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> at this point every day now, I just like wake up with the regrets of like uh, should I have just let that happen or should I have not let that happen? Am I still letting that happen? Am I still not letting that happen? But that's why the good Lord invented therapy for all uh, of us. Yeah. All of us. You parent my child. <laughs> you <laughs> help parent my child because I fucked up, I think. <laughs> They'll be fine. Yeah, and we, we all do. Yeah, oh, like, like pros. Like professional fuck-ups. All right, well, I am glad that you have more things living in your house than you yeah. did. Prior to that, I have questions about the podcast. Oh, sure. But I also really, really want to start off with, since you are a fellow Supernatural lover, have you watched The Winchesters? Oh, since it ended? Oh, oh, yeah. Have you watched The Winchesters, the new show? Oh, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Are you kidding me? There's a new show called The Winchesters, and it's about the mom and dad. Mary, yeah. yeah, is it a CW it. show? Yeah, it's not good. Oh. I mean, maybe it'll grow on me, but I was like sick, so which means I get to catch up on all television stuff. And right. after I got through several other shows, I was like, I'll try it. And then I was like, Wow, okay, this is this is interesting. Some interesting choices being uh, made. Sounds and like you're being really generous again. 
I am. I might be being a little generous. And it, but it's like, maybe it got, maybe it's getting better. So I was kind of hoping you had seen it so you could be like, it got better. But Gabe, oh. have you seen it yet? Did you say, no, Gabe's not even. Yeah, guys, I was sick. I, like, I had mm-hmm. to give it a shot. And it's like they're trying to, I don't know. It's a miss. It's yeah. a big, it's like, here are some character types. And we're going to cast everybody to be extreme versions of the, I'm so tough, Marion. I'm kind of an idiot, this guy. Like, you know, oh, like, just no. kill things. Just kill vampires. Just like, yeah. j- just kill shit. Right? Yeah. They, I don't think they even bothered to make Sam and yeah. Dean, like, anything people, <laughs> it, it, for, you know, for a few, se- maybe 14, yeah. 15 seasons. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not till the end. But yeah. You know, oh, we took away Sam's soul. Not a big acting change. We're okay. It's all right. He's, I'm here for the watch. I'm yeah. here for the, for the, Gratuitous chest shots and music and cars and stabbings. Yeah. Of, yeah. So, okay, and, good. And, and great monsters. I, have the, have yeah. the monsters been any good? Again, I only watched like two episodes. It's very like, no, not really. Yeah. Not yeah. like there's some kind of weird hippie spiritual kind. Of, it is weird. It is weird. Guys, this is not a Winchester's podcast but i did feel like digressing in this area just yeah, because you know, maybe Eric maybe that's here. we need to do a bonus episode where we both like suffer through a few yeah. episodes of the winchesters and just, just complain just... about it <laughs> it's called two people complaining about television I, there's no, that'll never work in a podcast situation eric what no, are you talking no one does about that. you're right you're uh, no right. one does that silly oh but you something special for those of you who may not remember or are new to the show or you know you'll hear this episode five years from now after you listen to the first 300 and something episodes so sorry eric you better keep making your podcast what if world is a story podcast for kids and it is so darling and so good just give us the the bullet recap of the the premise of the show, the question of what if, and the stories that come from it. Yeah, yeah. It, so quite simply, kids call in with what if questions, and I use usually usually two questions a week, and I sort of mash them together <laughs> and turn it into a very weird unscripted story. And and sometimes I get help from a guest, and uh, we goof off. Together, but most mostly uh, because again, I'm now recording these episodes between like 11 p.m. Yeah. and midnight. Uh, yes. So it's just been me a lot of the time lately. Yeah. But in theory, uh, guests are are more than welcome on the show too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the what if questions—they're not limited. Like one of the ones that I was looking at the other day was, "What if?" Pickles, was it came out of your nose? Or yeah, what, if what if you sneezed, sneezed pickles? pickles. Yep, yep. What if you, which I think is an excellent question. I love Just that in question. general to have. Yeah. I know. So now that you've been doing, you're like well over 250 episodes. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Good job. Every week it's important and it's hard. Have there been questions, right? Like that, that you really were like, this is one of the greatest questions somebody could ask whether or not it made it on the show or not because i think like what if you sneeze pickles i could sit with that one for like for a day thinking about yeah. that what if question yeah i i mean that's actually why the show is so fun uh, it's yeah. it's hard to think of one example because yeah sure I, I, th- that's what i do with all of my favorite questions the <laughs> one i the one i'm like so this is i may maybe it's a spoiler alert or maybe the <laughs> episode will be out by the time you listen to it but my son, my eldest, just asked his first what if question. Oh. And uh, yeah, and it was, what if I could dance in my hair? Uh, wait, his own hair? Their yes. own hair or your hair? No, oh, that's in, good. In his own hair. That Which, is good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, so like, I really had to like, just sit and think about that one for a yeah. while to like, how do I even make this possible? And then how do yeah. I turn that into a story? 
and it is like they they often they oftentimes challenge me to you know to think a little bit outside the box and I, I think that's where a lot of the times the the best stories come from because I do yeah. it, they are very silly but I do still make an effort to put like a, a real life lesson into each story and this one again it's it's not settled yet but like I'm in, envisioning this story as like a kid who's like shy about dancing which I was yeah. very much so as a kid and so they just like grow their hair out because I, like I remember having the just atrociously <laughs> oh, long bangs that I would hide behind and you know so it's like it's just it's just that you know to the exponential degree and then they're like finally able to like dance <laughs> in their own hair but of in course their own- of course, that comes with its own problems, right? So, the, well, and then that'll be yeah. the you know the lesson is like you gotta you gotta you can't just you can't just do it. I mean, it's great to hygiene. do it by yourself, but like yeah, hygiene. <laughs> you're tangling up your hair. Other people are getting caught up in your hair. You gotta figure out a way to express yourself and to to the world and not just not just completely privately, right? Because that that was a thing yeah. that took me. Most of my life, you know, maybe I'm still working on it. Well, I was going to say, what is nice, so for parents who want to, like, get a sense of the show, what's nice about the website is that you have, like, under each episode, you've got, like, this is the, these are some of the lessons that are included. Mm -hmm. Like, these are sort of the things that you can pull out of it, which I think are, are really helpful, but... Do the lessons sort of present themselves after you've been writing the story or do you hear a what if question and and are like, this could be about this? I mean, it's a little bit of both. So I don't I don't physically um, write them uh, very, very rarely. If there's a guest, I'll put together like a really detailed outlines that we can sort of improvise off of bullet points. But mostly I do. I just I sort of meditate with the question for a while. (laughs) I often like read it the night before and I kind of like stay up too late thinking about it. But I have to find what the lesson is. And sometimes I work forwards and I get to the end and I'm like, oh, this would have been a great lesson, but I layered nothing in. So let me Ah! re-record the whole thing. (laughs) I have gotten a little bit more disciplined about being like, okay, I have the lesson. Let me like get my like three heightens of like the problem and, you know, then some sort of solution and and people figure it out. And I try not to monologue (laughs) for like five solid minutes at the Ah! end. Um, is that my wife is always like, please stop doing that. Like, just trust ah! your audience. I know they're children, no. but like, they get it. Uh. <laughs> I actually kind of love that. But you've also, <laughs> with some of the stories, you've taken on sometimes some of the larger issues that we're dealing with as a society. I mean, there's, you're dealing with, inclusivity, you're dealing with anger and, you know, frustration. And like, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that's happening. And I mean, I I assume it's purposeful, right? Like, I assume you're like, hey, I have an opportunity to help with some of this stuff and navigate some of that stuff. But how do you sort of choose what you're going to sort of tackle in a story if it's related to sort of current events? Yeah, well, I, first off, you know, I try to talk to people that might have good advice if it's not something that I've currently been through on my own, because my experiences are limited. And if I'm going to talk about inclusivity, you know, I like, I, I, I want to talk to my my friends who might have different pronouns now than yeah. they were referred to when they were a kid and 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 uh, and family members who have gone through different things than I have. I just it's fun because like in in a way, I get to explore my my own emotions and like it's stuff that like parenting has drudged up. My parents were great, but they were also parents of their generation. so they yeah. had different qualities, you know and and it was like in a very Winchester way, like yeah. every like family <laughs> is everything, you know and then I sort of grew up and was like, oh, wait, but they were always constantly at each other, at each other's throats, feuding, right. um, making each other's lives miserable. I was like, there, there was a lot of like toxic 
positivity happening too and all other kinds of toxic stuff so yeah it's it you know it's a combination of like reviewing my my own life and and trying to sort of put those stories in little like bite-sized chunks that that aren't that aren't like too scary for kids and then and then also just like just just talking to talking to people who have uh, closer experiences so that i can do my best to represent these stories in a way that's like gonna feel real to the to the kids who might actually be having these same thoughts might be going through these same you know like actual traumas with their you know with their own identity or with how people are treating them yeah do you think like i know for me and i i didn't it definitely wasn't part of what i assumed would be a large part now of my life experience given doing the show of really exploring things that I, I hadn't, that I was always like, yeah, that's cool. That's out there. It's it's cool. It's all good. But I find because of my work on the show, I, I investigate it so much deeper as well as investigate my, my views on it, my place in it, my, you know, what am I learning? What am I fucking up? And it's actually been really, great hard but great and i think helps with my parenting in a way that i didn't think i what my kids are gonna be different have questions and like (laughs) their friends are gonna have questions and like we all have to be in the world is that your same experience is it has it been like helpful as a parent or just as a person no hugely hugely (laughs) because i you know i felt like going into the world i was told by every i was described as like chronically nice uh, you know as a kid i mean i was the youngest (laughs) child i was the passive one you know and i was uh, always a people pleaser and i thought that for those reasons that meant that i was like a good person because i was like helping others and whatever but i i wasn't really I I was nice, but I wasn't always being kind. And mm. and I and like kindness is is work. Much like you can't just dance in your in hair. Your hair, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to you have to get out in the world. You uh, you have to do the research. And wanting to wanting to show my kids the the lessons that I that it took me a long time to learn on my own has has forced me to to confront these things yeah. like I, I I wasn't I wasn't just a nice guy because I because I said nice things that didn't make me a good person and I think a lot of my twenties were spent being like oh you know I things aren't <laughs> things aren't working out I'm like not happy sometimes and but I'm so nice so it's like obviously yeah. the world's fault. Uh, <laughs> No, and, that's know. so. That's like, yeah, that's such an accurate description, though. Like, why not? I'm really nice. I'm, yeah. What do I get? <laughs> yeah, but I've I found that that kindness is work, and kids will definitely you if you don't put in that work, you you will pay for it, uh, oh. and they will too. More importantly, yeah, no, kids really have got their. I mean, like instinctually have their finger on what is kind, what is not kind. And it's a struggle, I think, for, like, I'm watching Ellis right now struggle with an adult in their life who, you know, they find to be not nice, even though that person, you know, is nice. And I can totally understand and empathize with the adult. I understand, you know, I that's fine. No one's being cruel. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, Ellis is like, so should I just tell her that I don't like her? And I was like, Ugh, I don't think that's the answer. I don't think the answer is telling anybody that you don't like them. <laughs> then I was like, I actually don't know how to advise you to have a conversation with this adult who you have to work with every day. It's a teacher yeah, <laughs> every day. And, you know, because that's part of what Ellis has to learn how to do, too, how to navigate people that they may click with, they may not click with. Yeah, but then there's me who's like, I was raised by a woman who was like, we will cut them at the ankles and bring them <laughs> down. And I'm like, okay, I don't think that's, I mean, no one's like, no one's 
being bad here, right? Like, but it's hard. And and you want to like you just want to be there for these conflicts, but you know you can't always be. And yeah, so that's you, hard, Eric. Yeah, I, I can't. I, that's I'm so stressed about school, you know. I know because you, our job, you know, one of our many jobs is like to teach them to self-regulate and to <sighs> you know not rise to the bait when like yeah. when, when if like because it's honestly it's it is okay to be like. I don't like what you're doing right now. Yes. Saying I don't like you is a, is a rough thing. We have right. to, but like I don't like what you're doing being being assertive, right? Right. You, you you don't want them to just keep that to themselves, but when they say when they say I don't like what you're doing right now, 99% of of people yeah. when faced with that out of the blue yeah. are going to get defensive. Of course. You know, and I would I would hope that this teacher isn't that no, but you just I, no. you just never know you just and and like and if they and if they push it or they don't if they don't handle it like perfectly be, probably because they don't have time because they have 20 other kids to worry right, about or whatever exactly. then it's just it could just get it could just make it worse i know we'll see enjoy enjoy never sleeping again eric because <laughs> it goes from everything is a is a death trap to i know I my responsibility only goes so far right. into helping. And I know that this whatever the experience is, they they can't all be great. And that there is growth and benefit to it not being great. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. But I don't like it. And <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to grow, right? I've grown. I'm good. Yeah. Good everybody. I don't want to grow through my child's growth disappointments but let me just be clear everybody i'm a big believer that every stage in age is a pain in the ass <laughs> like, no one wins right mm-hmm. or actually everybody wins in having it really hard when there are kids in your house but like it it brings up stuff i mean they're just like three and a little over one i mean one of them you're still counting in months so we all, uh, that's young. Yeah, yeah. So that, and I'm like, in a way, I guess that is maybe giving me time to mm. to to wrap my head around this stuff. Hopefully, I I will be a little bit more prepared. But then you then you face these moments, and 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 they're hard. I mean, my my kids, we call them he, both yeah. of them. But like, who knows where you know where life yeah. will take them, who who they will be. But like Cal, he he loved his his shark dress is his absolute yeah. favorite thing to wear, and so he's got like short hair and his shark dress, and and he picks out just wild colors and he puts yeah. whatever he wants on, and and I love it. And his his spirit is like. I, and, you know, he just like just like twirling in this dress. It yeah. makes and it, make, it brings me joy. And I, I want him to always feel like he can he can dance. He doesn't have to be inside his own hair. But right. uh, <laughs> but but I, it's weird. I mean, we're living in Los Angeles. I know. Uh, but we're st- we still get like lots of weird looks. Oh yeah. Um, lots of you know lots of people misgendering and just like and just or just kind of and then like asking us. I'm like, do you you know you, do you really need to ask me? Is this the first question you want? to ask me about my kid like yeah, it could also I, just be cool kid or yeah. cool dress kid right yeah. but it's but that's work too that is work i have called a lot of kids like bat girl and they have been pissed and i right, don't blame right. them mm-hmm. though bat girl is also cool but i don't blame them right that's fair but like yeah no even even here you you just you don't want them to lose the joy yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I and mean, ho- hopefully he'll have, you know, he'll have he'll have time before before stuff like that starts. I don't know, making him feel confused or angry or anything. And and there there is this one of his favorite books is called uh, When Aiden Became a Big Brother. Oh, we and- got that book. We've oh. talked to that author. It's oh, you like, have? Right. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, yeah, that yeah. Book. Okay, so we don't need good. to go into deep yeah. detail, but he, he reads it all one. the time, and he—I mean—he pulls it off the shelf yeah. himself, and 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 wants us to read it. And this, we got it right before Rory came, yeah. and 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 we thought it would maybe help him with that. And but he's he's only grown more and more interested in 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 it since. And I, I just um, I love that like. No matter where we are, no matter what our conflicts are, no matter what our worries are, as parents now, we have more resources than ever. Oh. Maybe an exhausting amount, but but if you but with a little help, 
you know, yeah. like from from Liz or, you know, just from from <laughs> a like librarian, your, a librarian. <laughs> yes, of course. You can find really great li- resources yeah. and and and, you know, or just like an Instagram from some yeah. therapists like <laughs> Ther- I follow therapist Instagrams like it's my job now because uh, <laughs> I'm like oh, it's, it's it takes a little less time than actual therapy which I have done and yes. swear by but just it's just hard to make time God. for that stuff right now. I parenting now is weird, isn't it, everybody? Like, I mean, ah! but I think also just to watch me put a bow on it, everybody. I think the one of the resources is storytelling. I mean, you bought a book. To help your child with the transition. Like we used to go to the library and get like the kindergarten, you know, first day of kindergarten, first day of preschool, like all these things to help with transitions. And the storytelling that you do on the podcast, it's just part of a larger picture of the importance and the power of narrative that is sometimes more helpful and a a better tool than nonfiction, as it were, you know? So thank you for putting stories into the world. It's great. Everybody, you must go and just sign up for the podcast. You know how to do podcasts, everybody. Go get it. What if world? Can they start anytime or should they start at the beginning? Because it's kind of... um. Yeah, it's a mix. The first uh, year is probably aimed at a slightly younger audience mm. because I, that was when my, my nephew was right. was young, was three, and I was sort of... He was... He was and still is my audience. Uh, he still loves the show, so so it's sort of now more tween focused. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say like you know start in season like two or three if you want. If your kids are older, start right at the beginning. If your kids are younger, it's it's all gonna sound insane at first because yeah. there's a lot of characters and and they have their weird games <laughs> that they play over and over and they keep making the same mistakes because that's what they need to do for the show to continue. Right. Uh, but they. <laughs> You can truly start anywhere. I think most people will start with the most recent episode and then yeah. maybe and it seems like then they'll kind of jump like 50 back to kind of like get just get through get their kids having a sense of it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. All right, everybody, go do it right now. And Eric, thank you as always for coming and hanging out. Thank you. I I, I love it. I, I know I did say this last time, but then I went and had uh, another kid and yeah. then everything got really, really hard. But I, w- I would still love to have you on the show to, to tell a story. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, for, the, for the new year, that, my new year's resolution is actually to like have more guest episodes because they're, they're really fun for me. And they're yeah. a little, it's a different kind of work, but it's like, it's more joyful than just like doing it really late at night so i will like get the kids in daycare and we can like actually have some fun uh, i can also do it late at night and late at night because this podcast was like in the early days was yeah i'm with you it wasn't until like maybe four years ago that it was not the last child in bed now i'm editing now i'm cutting now you know so like i totally totally see you eric you've got this and you are doing a good job Likewise. <laughs> One Bad Mother is sponsored in part by Bombas. Gifting is hard. <laughs> Bombas makes it easier with socks, underwear, and t-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're thoughtfully designed with the softest materials. And they do good because for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone in need. It is no secret that I love Bombas socks, that I have my Bombas socks, and that family wears Bombas socks. Everybody knows I love my pride socks from Bombas. I adore them. They've got really amazing different styles and they make a good gift. Give the good this holiday season with Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash badmother and use code badmother for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash badmother, code badmother for 20% off. Bombas.com slash badmother. 
code BADMOTHER. Hal Lublin here with breaking news on a revolutionary form of entertainment, professional wrestling. For more, we go to our correspondent, Danielle Radford. Professional wrestling is the craze that's sweeping the nation, featuring fisticuffs and colorful costumes. But who can help us make sense of this world of body slams? Lindsay Kelk has the answer. Sources tell us of an amazing podcast called Tights and Fights, filled with discussions of the absurdity of professional wrestling, plus all the sincerity and hilarity that you could shake a stick at. Listen to the Tights and Fights podcast every week. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. And your old-timey radio. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius me, me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. I will. So, (laughs) Ellis, uh, you know, a lot of emotional growth. It's great. A lot of growth. But still some high... Emotions at uh, times, and that time usually is around bedtime. And uh, you know, it's hit or miss. There's some nights we snoogle and uh, we put on like a call map story, say goodnight, see you in the morning. It's all good. And then other times we'll snoogle, and somehow Ellis will develop this really like sort of sad question about like I why everybody at school you know, has everything, I have nothing, or they're all better at stuff and I'm not good at anything. Now, this is after, this is the same child who at different times of day will be like, yeah, I am the best Lego mock builder, right? Like, I mean, they, I don't, I honestly am not sure there's even anybody at school saying you suck at this, okay? I just, this is just big worries at night. And then those can sometimes turn into big feelings, which turn into crying and sadness. And then we just can't get to sleep right? And to be honest, that is, there are two things happening here. One, Ellis can't get to sleep, which is no good. And two, I really need that time after Ellis goes to sleep. And if I am the emotional comforter, like, I could be in there up to 30 to 40 more minutes. And that is long. And I, we're really, I'm trying to be good about setting these boundaries. So they're getting upset. There's really not much I can say. You know, there's no convincing that they are wrong about their thoughts. (laughs) So I say, like in pure desperation, Ellis, and I kind of giggle. And they're like, what? And I said, oh, I just had a thought. I'm not going to tell you. Don't because you you don't want to think about it. What is it? All right, listen, whatever you do, do not think about six bananas in a pair of underpants. And then Ellis goes, it's all I can think about. And I said, me too. And then I said, just so you know, these are like human-sized bananas. And Ellis is like, that is exactly what I was thinking. And I said, yeah. And he said, <laughs> Ellis goes, and it's, it's like tidy-whitey underpants that they're in I said yeah like three in each leg yeah and I said are they humans in banana costumes or are they bananas and he's like they're humans in banana costumes I said okay that makes sense and I said the underwear is not in good shape is it and he's like no no it's not and I was like well that makes a lot of sense over the last couple of weeks when Ella starts to get upset I suggest that they do not think about six bananas and a pair of underpants And the story has grown some. One of the bananas is named Larry, and they have a bucket on their head, and they ask the other bananas, do you like my scarf? Now, that, Larry, (laughs) it's not a bright bunch of bananas. They also work in an office. 
and they're not good. And now there are another six bananas in a very well-fitting pair of tighty whities that move in perfect unison throughout the office and get all their reports done. While Larry and crew can't figure out which way is up. Uh, anywho, I gotta tell you, it has been working and it is a delight and it is funny and it helps Ellis separate from the bad feelings. So you're welcome. Try hard, everybody, to not think about six bananas and a pair of underpants. Hey, guys. Uh, I am calling with what I believe is a cheating is, but it might turn into a fail quickly. Um, I am tired of picking up all of my kids' wrappers, which have been growing exponentially since Halloween just passed. So what I have been doing is I've been picking up them and throwing them on the floor in her room so she can then tell her friends why the wrappers are all over the floor and she looks like such a slop. I don't know if this might be abuse that she needs therapy for someday. I don't know if I care. All I know is that it's been making her leave less trash on my floor, and I think that makes me a genius. Thank you so much for all you do. I look forward to you every week. I love you. I've been listening to you since my seven-year-old was an infant. You guys are the best. You rock. Thank you. Bye. You are like the Paul Bunyan of geniuses. I got to tell you, this is this is like the idea that has crept in my mind. All I'm going to take all these fucking dishes and I'm just going to stack them up on their desk in their room, right? All the blankets on the floor in the den. I'm going to take, I'm going to put them on their floor. Right? I'm going to take all the wrappers, all the trash, all the cups, all the plates that didn't make it into the dishwasher. And then I'm, I don't do it. I'm too scared. And to know that you did it. Like, because I'm with you. I'm like, and I'm not scared of like the repercussions. I'm scared of eventually just not having any dishes to use because they're all on the floor. And to be honest, Raiden's room stays so clean, they would probably clean up. But like Ellis's room, that is, we just gave up on that a long time ago. And so trying to like, you know, Miss Piggle Wiggle, that old series, you know, like life lessons it up with Ellis. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. But I, I, you are, you are uh, my reigning genius hero right now. And I love it. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay. I still have the ability to ruin everything for Ellis. So I'm glad to know that that's still possible. So we were coming home from school. Raiden in the back, Ellis in the front, toodaloodaloodle. We're all having a good time listening to some music. We pull into the driveway. Stefan comes out from inside the house and like does a funny like freeze pose on the porch. Freeze pose. Okay. And uh, Raiden and Stefan are getting tickled and Ellis is really getting tickled. And Right. And so, like, we're all getting out of the car and laughing and giggling. And Raiden goes up and walks past Stefan, who's still frozen. Uh, I go up next and I'm kind of like, you know, finger gunning it at frozen Stefan. I don't even touch him, but Stefan breaks the freeze and, like, he and, like, kind of bounces off, like, the, you know, golden retriever that Stefan is. And Ellis, who has just closed the car door, bursts into tears. They are so upset that I, I mean, Ellis was pissed at me because somehow I broke whatever Stefan was doing that Ellis was going to get up and do. And I mean, they were mad. They were mad for a while. And I do like opportunities where my kids are mad at me because I can be like, it's actually okay for you to be mad at me. I don't want my kid to be like stressing out because they just want to say they hate me and they're sitting on it. It's fine. I know they don't hate me. It's all okay. So that that was my fault. But later, upon discussing it with Stefan, we came to the agreement that it's really Stefan's fault. Stefan should never have moved when I can't. All of this uncommunicated. Everybody should be reading each other's minds. So I'm, I'm happy to say it is, it's really 
Stefan's Stefan's fail. Definitely not a reflection on our parenting and how Ellis handled that situation. Hi, this is a fail. <laughs> the really sad thing is it was supposed to be a genius. And I was like, oh, I need to call in this genius. And then, no, it's it's a fail that was disguised as a genius. Because the last two years, we have scrambled to remember to buy Christmas lights for the Christmas tree. And the lights we have don't work or they don't fit or they're outside lights or whatever. And so I ordered Christmas lights early this year. I put them on the pickup order, and I picked them up early and then went to get them, and they are tiny strings for miniature trees. And so they did not fit our tree at all. And now I have to return them and buy new ones. And, of course, like the kids wanted to decorate today, and no other day is going to be acceptable. And I just... It's Christmas lights, and I thought I was a genius, and it just is a big old fail. And I just, I wanted to do this thing right, and I couldn't. And so, yeah, I'm just sitting in my failure, and now I'm going to the grocery store to pick up Christmas lights on Friday night when there's a thousand other things I'd rather be doing because I couldn't get it together on time. Or I didn't get it together on time, and I couldn't get the right item. So, yeah. That's that's my fail. Thanks for the show. Yeah, you're doing a, a horrible job. You have officially ruined Christmas. Um, so that's good. Check that off your list. You also clearly don't know how to order th- order things. I I don't know if I would even show my face in Carline over the next couple of uh, years. Yeah, the ordering the wrong size has I've done it so many times for various things that I no longer do it. I'm like I I'm a I am a grown ass woman everybody. I should be able to read measurements and understand what they mean. And yet I don't seem to be able to do that. So I have to ask I can remember getting like giant yard dice and then they came and <laughs> like the size of a Rubik's cube and I was like, okay, that is unfair. That is an, un- right? So like, I get it. You get the lights and they're for teeny tiny fairy houses, right? And not an actual Christmas tree. I'm, I am sorry that you, that you ruined Christmas. It's really awful. And what sucks is I'm really sorry that it probably feels like you did. <laughs> You're doing a good job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you, I love you All right, everybody, it is time to listen to a mom go so easily from a fail to a rant. Hi, this is a fail rant. I don't know what this is. I'm working from home. Today is the first day our elves have appeared. I actually was thinking my kids would figure it out. They haven't figured it out yet, which is great. Yay for the magic. <laughs> so I'm working and I'm thinking, man, it's quiet. Whatever. I let it go. I get a lot of work done. I get up because I'm starving. I'm going to go grab something for lunch. I have a one o'clock meeting. And what do I find? I find our dog who has eaten the face off of one of our elves, and the other elf's head's completely gone, so I guess she ate it too. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, so now I have to somehow fit this into my day to go find new elves for what's probably going to be the last year we're even going to do this. Like, seriously? Oh, my God. So many words came out of my mouth. I'm still saying them as I drive, and now I'm mad at everyone around me, and I shouldn't be, but this is supposed to be the happiest time of the year. But you know what? I'm stressed. It's been a shit show of a month with my sister breaking her leg and going into rehab, and my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and oh my God, like really? Really? This had to happen? Which, right, it's totally my fault. I shouldn't have put the L where she could get them, but oh my God. Okay, there you go. I'm so very glad that I have a place to spill this information because I can't tell my kids. There you go. Have fun with that. Bye. First of all, you're doing an amazing job. And 
like so often in the rants, we're just not leading with the key information. I am so sorry that your mom has been diagnosed with breast cancer. I, I am really sorry about that. And I am so sorry to hear about your sister and their leg. I, yeah, like that's enough right there to make it really high. We should just take the pressure off of ourselves that this is the most wonderful time of the year, okay? Like, it's okay if it's not, right? Like, it's okay if it's, like, good for a day. And then, <laughs> right, like, I think that's a win. If I have, like, one or two days during the magical months of the holiday season, I, that's my new bar for success, okay? And, yeah, the... The thing that is really at the core of this is your whole day has now been upended by something that you could not predict. And yes, you will have to go and try and find the exact same elves, Right? Like, if, if, if this had happened before you'd put them out, you could Amazon it, right? Like, you could, like, make life a little easier and get it. But now the pressure is on to get someplace that, and wherever you go, I guarantee they won't have it on the first stop, okay? Or they'll only have one. Or it'll be in, like, some weird shade. And for everybody who missed it, this is the elf on a shelf. These are these elves, okay? There's elves. And the dog has eaten the face off of one of the elves. It has become some sort of nightmare, horror, the holiday show, right? And it's so bad. And it's so stupid. And it's so, like, upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other things going on. Other things. Much more upsetting. But what have we learned? The little things are the ones that tip, tip. Like the little cat on the counter with a cup of water. Tip. I tip it a little closer to the edge. Don't do it. A little closer to it. Don't do it. A little closer. There it goes all over your computer. All right. What was your computer doing down there? Yeah, I didn't even notice it. I really think the thing about the holidays is that it comes with this narrative of like joy and perfection and like togetherness that's supposed to happen so naturally and to come with such ease. Uh, it's very similar to parenthood. It's supposed to be this natural thing that you love and that happens easily. And if for some reason it's not, it's your fault. It's your fault that it's not a happy Christmas because... You didn't do something or you did it wrong or whatever. If you're not enjoying it, it's your fault. And I, I just don't believe that. Like, I just think, you know, it is an incredibly stressful month of, like, obligations carrying a lot more weight than they normally do, family pressures, wanting to see friends. A lot of our family isn't here this year. Right? Like, and we're coming off of COVID and it's not easy. And if you've got kids in school, then you have like 8 million emails you're supposed to be responding to and teacher cards you need to sign and like gift drops offs. And oh, it's a white elephant party at the school. Did you remember to get something? Starbucks gift card. That'll work. Hi, five year old. Enjoy the Starbucks gift card. I, it's a lot. And so I, I just, want you to know that I, I see you, you're not alone, and I, you are doing a remarkable job. I, is it that the spirit of the holidays is really just a reminder that we have to pivot all the time? Like, I, I feel like a lot of the calls today were about, well, now I'm going to have to spend my day taking care of this, this thing right? Like that, that's the worst. It is the worst. And sure, we could all put the elf on a higher shelf. Sure, we could spend the extra two minutes reading the measurements of something that we're buying offline. Sure, 
We could. We could all read our emails, all of it, from start to finish. We could all remember when the dress-up days are. We could all remember all of the things, all of the time. But that is, I just don't think, believable. I don't think it's possible. Let's just try and make this month about being kind to ourselves and getting that bar set really low and just trying to embrace the fact that it's hard to, it's like when Eric was talking about how like being kind is hard. It's work. Having the perfect holiday is work. And I, I, I just, I call bullshit. I call like, I call bullshit on holiday perfectness. You know, did your kid, is your kid wearing at least one sock when they go to the grandparents? When? That's a when. And if, <laughs> if they, all they want to do is talk about that one naked foot throughout the entire dinner, look at you. You have provided conversation that's about something other than politics, and you are the real winner there. Everybody hang in there. You're doing a good job. It's a lot. And on top of that, there's all the pivoting. And maybe we got stuck dancing in our own hair and it's a little harder to get out. Or maybe we just allow ourselves to enjoy some alone time in our hair. You're all doing a good job and I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.